Dan. That's where you answer. <laughs> yes, Andy. Uh, guess what I did this week? What you do, Andy? I cashed in a little bit of pineapple whip. Actually, no, I didn't. My parents, my parents bought me some pineapple whip this weekend. <laughs> oh, so you didn't? You didn't even use those uh, free coupons that they provided? Not yet. Us. Not yet. Got to find a sweetie to break quarantine and go get some pee whip with me. <laughs> Andy, what kind of pee whip did you end up with? <laughs> I tried the mango peach, Dan. Ooh, did you the get it in a cone or in a bowl? I got it in a bowl. They're not doing cones right now, actually, sure. because okay. of. Uh, uh, quarantine reasons, but I got a well. They've they've donated cup. all the uh, sugar cones to as a like N95 masks. Yeah, you can put it over your face so you can be like Bane, but it's just the sugar cone. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, for, for cool. our for for our tiny mouthed uh, healthcare we just workers out there. Want to thank Pineapple Whip for their generosity and donating these cones for public health. <laughs> So kind of them. Also kind of them to give us money to talk about them on the show like we're going to do right now or Whoa. continue doing. I, I got to say, Dan, I really enjoyed it. And um, we've kind of made a big thing of uh, maybe we didn't like Pineapple Whip so much. Here's the thing is, that wasn't me that said that. I I'm, I went back and listened to all the tapes and I never said anything bad about Pineapple <laughs> Whip. <laughs> Who wasn't? We do record this all the tape, by the way. <laughs> Well, Andy, I, I'm, uh, you know, famously not the biggest fan of the pineapple whip, uh, or at least the pineapple flavor of it. But you know what I do like is that they've been family owned and operated since the 70s. Yeah, that's a long time. Same family. It's like Sly and the Family Stone. I mean, I guess they've been family owned and operated since <laughs> yeah, the 60s. It's, it's like a pine of the family apple. Yes, it is like pine in the family apple whip. <laughs> Uh, they also have three different locations in town. Uh, the one that I went to is uh, at Primrose in Campbell. It's right over there. There's some other food trucks over there also. And they actually didn't do curbside service. When I went, I just walked up and did my order. But there's plenty of wide open space. So you can stand at least six feet away from everyone else and get your tasty pineapple whip. When I went with the family, it was a nice sunny evening. It was like 60 degrees outside. And that pineapple, was just, pineapple whip was just perfect for that uh, nice night. I, I'm really excited for you to get to go this week, Dan, which you should absolutely do because we only have two ads left and you haven't used your <laughs> free pineapple whip yet. <laughs> well, neither have you, it sounds like. Oh, that's right. I just have my use my parents' money. <laughs> I, of course, will make a trip this week. Uh, really excited to try the Nana Granite. And yeah. You know what? We had, did have several listener corrections. No rocks. Turns out it's pomegranate. Whoa, that sounds so it's good like too. A mix of pomegranate and banana flavor. Oh, at pineapple man. whip. That sounds pretty awesome. Uh, I think I've just got one last bit of copy here from Pineapple Whip that we need to read. Uh-huh. Uh They they have a new slogan. Have you heard this yet? Oh no. Yeah, pineapple whip. It slaps in the whip. <laughs> uh, you you will be eating it in your car, so it uh-huh. makes sense. Uh huh. Yeah. Actually, we, 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 we just stood outside because we were the only people taking advantage of the lovely evening. Everyone should be going there, especially when you can get a dollar off your purchase. Talk, telling the, the people there that you uh, heard about it on Spring Food Mo. Dollar yeah, off, pineapple whip. You can go to the one on uh, Battlefield and Kansas Expressway, and you got a full parking lot there to hang out in. Everybody can uh-huh. socially distance and have their pineapple whip and just chill in the parking lot. There's also one over near the uh, Sunshine and Glenstone area. If you, it's pretty close to last uh, year's location, Glenstone, Bennett, over there. You can find it on Google if you want to know for sure. Thank you so much to Pineapple Whip for uh, sponsoring the show. Again, they have uh, six tasty rotating flavors, pineapple, 
is everywhere. Mango, peach, strawberry, kiwi, nanogranite, grape, and orange all rotate through the different locations. But wow. if you like that pineapple, you can get it anywhere. So go get some pineapple whip uh, on us. We'll pay for it. <laughs> pineapple whip. It slaps in the whip. Let's start the show. Spring Food Mo! Joplin, Missouri says it can offer $1 billion in economic incentives to the Tesla Cybertruck Gigafactory. But did you know we struck a similar deal with the Solo Cup Cyber Cup Gigafactory? Right here in Cupfield, Springfield, Missouri. Cyber Cup. Cuppy. Cuppy, Springfield, Missouri. (laughs) Right here in Cuppy, Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive from two separate houses in Springfield, Missouri. I'm in the lovely Oak Grove neighborhood. Dan is in an undisclosed Uh location in a cave. Uh Yes. Uh, We said the Nature Center, right? Yeah, um, you know it's it's gotten a little too. I, I like I like more people around, so mm. uh, I, I've left the nature center now that there's not as much traffic there, and um, uh, hanging with a lovely group of mole men, mole people. <laughs> I don't uh, moles of all genders, uh, <laughs> and it's been pretty good, Andy. <laughs> How have you been? <laughs> I've been great. You're listening to Spring Food Mo America's number one <laughs> podcast by restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. And boy, Andy, am I tired because this is the earliest we've ever recorded. Yeah. We're getting it out of the way. <laughs> Let's face it. This is like an, this is like an <laughs> albatross around our necks every weekend. Why not do it at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning? Just move on with the rest of the weekend. I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually ready by now anyway. Anyway, I am in fact a human man, not a mole man, though a human man covered in moles. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you should get some of those checked out. (laughs) Oh, I have many times. (laughs) (laughs) Just just like uh, telling people, hey, check this out. (laughs) Let's just say I'm a regular at the dermatologist office. (laughs) They know me. They know my they know my order. (laughs) (laughs) Real derma boy. Yeah. Stay tuned. Later in the show, we are going to uh, speak with Vance Hall, the owner of Druffs. Ooh, uh, exciting. It's t- totally unrelated to our review of Big Whiskey. He has nothing to do with it. Yeah, but uh, nothing at he, all. Originally, he was going to be a guest on this episode, but his schedule didn't work out, so we just decided to talk to him anyway. And then uh, we're going to have another another guest wanted to come in via, via Zoom call uh, to discuss a new, uh, I don't know, what would you call it, an art project? It's a music producer. Yeah, I mean, I don't book the guests, but uh, that's kind of <laughs> what I got from it. Oh, uh, Okay. Well, all right, so stay tuned for that. So uh, how, how, have, how have you been, Dan? Um, you know, just uh, constantly scared. Uh, uh, other than that, pretty good, though. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> how are uh, you doing, Andy? I'm honestly feeling great, Dan. This week, I, well, maybe it was earlier than this week, but I decided that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a new album, and that's, that's pretty much all I've done uh this last week during work hours so from about 8 a.m to about 6 or 7 p.m i will do my regular job keep the video conferencing window open to talk to kids but i've mostly just focused on uh recording music uh, which has been great and it just made me feel really good because i've had these songs sitting around some of them for almost eight years and some of them you know just for like 
months or a couple years, but it's a nice mix. And uh, I've got, I had about 20 and I've narrowed it down to about 11 to make oh, an awesome. album. And I'm really excited. Dan. I'm so excited. That's solid uh, album length. I mean, yeah. I would say cut three of those. Uh, I, I, I like a, <laughs> I like a nice well, eight track, uh, real, real quick guy. I'm a big fan of albums <laughs> like that too, but I feel like albums like that tend to have longer songs as well, like four to five minutes, maybe longer. Yeah, this one's a lot of like, that, yeah, I agree. you know, my style has always kind of been like get in and get out, like three, three and a half minutes tops. I've got one on there that I think goes past five minutes, but that's it. Anyway, um, I'm going to try not to promote, use our podcast to promote that album too much, but I will probably bring it up closer to when it actually is coming out, which hopefully my goal is to have it out uh, before my 34th birthday in the month of May this year. Nice. Planning on uh, having it out uh, eight years ago. (laughs) (laughs) The extent, like the lengths you'll go to perpetuate the I'm very old bit. (laughs) Some sort of looper scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I am, in fact, the uh, uh, Bruce Willis version of my younger self at this point. (laughs) And I did use prosthetics when I was younger. Yeah, to and make you myself look more now. like this. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's been uh, taking up a lot of my time, and I've honestly felt great. It just made me feel good, and um, it's made the loneliness e- easier. It's made me less lonely <laughs> to just constantly be in the middle of a project. You know what I've also been doing, Dan? What's that? You talked me into it. I did, and and uh, Andy, you talked about what you've been doing uh, this quarantine. <laughs> you've seen the product of oh my. Uh, of my doings. Dan, uh, y- you finally did it, Andy. I'm making stuff in the real world. <laughs> Dan is uh, making stuff in Animal Crossing New Horizons on Nintendo Switch. I also bought the game. <laughs> I oh, bought yeah. the game. I-, I got that stimulus check in the mail and was like, man... I'm going to just use this exclusively to succumb to peer pressure. Uh, <laughs> and I'll get into the other thing I bought due to peer pressure in a second. But You bought 20 copies of Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's exactly. <laughs> I spent 5% of my stimulus check on uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And got to say, I, it's having the same effect that old, uh, the, reading the Jack Reacher book before bed has. It's like a nice, calming, is, relaxing yeah. uh, process. There are no stakes you know, no, no. Uh, unless you build some out of some sticks, (laughs) there's no stakes, no story, no plot, except like paying your rent, which you don't even actually have to do. Yeah. (laughs) You can do whatever you want. Like you've seen what I've done and, uh, like you don't, there's no one way to play it. Uh, I'm talking of course about the chill zone at poor Selena. Uh, (laughs) listeners feel free to stop by anytime. Mm -hmm. What'd you think of it, Andy? I loved it. (laughs) Did you enjoy the chill zone? I did tweet at you that I'm pretty sure you broke Nintendo's uh, terms of service with your island. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, actually, what you could even be talking about, but there, uh, there are more than a few things that I, I guess could be in yeah. violation. There is a sight gag right after you walk into Dan's island that just slayed me. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm not going to spoil it because you should go ahead and put your friend code up on uh, our Instagram or whatever so people can go check out your island at Animal Crossing. Yeah, the uh, the uh, I, I definitely will. The chill zone is a uh, fully on rails island experience. Uh, <laughs> experience every inch of uh, Porcelina. 
uh, w- without without missing a step there at the chill zone, filled with uh, sight gags and uh, just just really the product of a a, a deep deep depression. <laughs> you uh you seem to really enjoy the hopping with the poles through across the the rivers too. Oh, pole gang! It's dude. so fun. Pole gang. Oh <laughs> yeah, pole gang forever. Uh, that's like <laughs> literally the best part of the game. I, I was following Dan around. He was just like showing me stuff when I was there, and then he just starts hopping back and forth. <laughs> It's like you just—it's like oh, I got to do this now. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Well, when you get a good pe- group of people going, all hopping at the same time, then you gotta ooh, you got a pole party going. <laughs> we we gotta have a spring food pole party. Yes, <laughs> a spring food pole party. Um, you know, come on over to the chill zone. Bring your uh vaulting poles. We'll we'll mix them all together. Make a nice stew in a in a nice pole pot. <laughs> good. <laughs> I kind of knew that's where it was going, but it still got me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was a long enough walk. So you're you're saying your island has a well? Of course, it has a dictator. It's you. No, it's Tom Nook. Tom Nook's a dictator. Um, Tom Tom Nook's sort of the uh, shadow, like the uh, the puppet uh, in place. I, I'm the true <laughs> driving force of the chill zone, of course. Now, Tom Tom Nook seems benevolent, but man. He has so many islands he's profiting from. He's, he's made so, so many <laughs> oh bells, God. so many nook miles. Yeah. This is yeah. impenetrable for anyone who's not played this game. <laughs> and I know this because I've heard every other podcast talking uh-huh. about uh, Animal Crossing the last couple of weeks, and now we're part of it, too. Yep. So we're yep. part of the problem and the solution all at the same time. And I could go ahead and say that this will be most of the podcast from now on. <laughs> so... uh I, you you said that you'd been spending a lot of time playing it. I don't think I realized exactly how much time. Because oh, yeah. one of the weird things, p- potentially creepy things about Nintendo Switch is that you can see how long your friends spend on each game. Do you mind if I reveal or you reveal how much time you've spent on Animal Crossing New Horizons? Oh, I don't even know. That full week that I was off Damn. work, I was playing it most of the time. And also, I'll keep it on as a screensaver. Because mm. if you just leave it set, like it puts the time there and yeah. people can come visit your island. But go ahead and reveal that number, Andy. I'm sure it's uh, pretty depressing. 100 plus hours. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. many hours. I would just leave it running during the day whenever I was off, and I'll probably leave it running today. I just like having it on and uh, gives people a chance to come to the island. You don't even necessarily have to be there. It's just uh, using up that uh, sweet, sweet electricity in your house. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a renewable resource. Let's just, it's infinite. I, I, mean, I got this big hamster wheel Listen, here. Listen, <laughs> electricity is infinite when you got a body like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we should probably get into our restaurant for today. Oh, do we have to, Uncle Andy? <laughs> you don't know how many times I hear that phrase. <laughs> Whatever you, you tell your tell nephews. About- <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into the restaurant for the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's like, oh, you want to show us another Miyazaki movie? We don't like them. <laughs> now I tried to show one of them Ponyo, and he got real bored. Honestly, because it's a boring movie. Haven't seen Ponyo. It, it's seem good. Up it's cute. Alley. It's only for grown-ups. Most of those Miyazaki movies are only for grown-ups, but they have like this very childlike aesthetic. That's the whole point. We don't need to get into this. You're a what's what's the opposite of an apologist? Because I I feel like you're that for uh, Miyazaki. Um, I don't know what the opposite of an apologist is, but I I like Miyazaki. I just feel like I don't connect with it in a way a lot of our uh, honestly uh, several of our listeners 
uh, Rachel High, uh, have kind of shamed me for not liking it, liking, <laughs> liking Miyazaki movies as much as I should. And I would love to experience the amount of pleasure that other people do watching them. I just don't. Just oh, don't. I mean, I would never shame you for it. I, I love Miyazaki, uh, but I, I think you, you do plenty well enough at shaming yourself. Totoro, probably the best. Love Totoro. Good one. Yeah. So, I like the Spirited Away one. That one's I, good. That one's good, too. Okay, yeah. We, we could talk <laughs> about Miyazaki forever. And as, <laughs> as we state, this is a, this is a tell, not, not show with no evidence situation. Uh, people love it when we talk about movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one has ever said that. I just, just so we're clear about the joke, no one has ever said, can you guys talk about movies more? <laughs> okay. Uh, so I mentioned that I was peer pressured into doing something else. Um, Jake Heron of Jake's Vegan Burgers and um, my closest friend fame. Um, two-time guest, fan yeah, favorite. Yeah, two-time guest and my Dan favorite. Simber, uh special guest. Wish he'd talk a little bit louder on the mic when he comes on. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> what can you do? He's a soft-spoken man. He's a little mouse uh, boy. I would say two to three weeks ago, we haven't seen each other in person in a while because of, uh, oh, I mean, I don't know. We just have chosen not to hang out. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. Canonically, we're choosing to be hermits right now, Dan. <laughs> uh, Jake just decided that I need to get really good at making French fries. He just decided this out of the blue, okay? And he, he suggested that it be a recurring segment on the podcast where I'd give oh. fry updates. And uh, I was like, Jake, I'm making an album. Like, I, I don't have time to do this. I'm working my real job, and uh, he just broke me down. He, he, he just continually, hey, did you get, some, did you get that fryer yet? And he would, like, he's, at one point, he sent me a picture of a, bo- a bag of potatoes. <laughs> he said, I think these are for you, is what the caption said. And uh, the stimulus check came in, Dan, and I bought a deep fryer. I Whoa. was peer pressured into it, and I bought a deep fryer. So That's I guess awesome. I'm going to get good at fries now. <laughs> That is wild, Andy. I, I hope you do. Yeah. I, I kind of can't wait to start because I do love fries. It's like he knew. He knew that I would be good wow. at it. He, he peer pressured me into buying a Nintendo Switch initially, too. So, like, if you're my good friend, which, honestly, I don't have as... There's nobody in my life I'm as close as I am with you and with uh, Jake. <laughs> so, uh, maybe you two just have the power to peer pressure me into doing things. And I just want to thank you for exploiting your power. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Both, like, I was joking about it with Jake last night, but I realized it's not even really a joke. He's peer pressured me into making my life better. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seeing as you're the only person who can eat those fries, he might be peer pressuring you into a, a sort of cholesterol poisoning. Uh-huh. Maybe he's trying to kill you. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like me. Maybe that's Do you have what a life insurance policy with uh, <laughs> Jake as the beneficiary by any... Wait, how did you... <laughs> Did you guys plan this together? Did he strike that up in uh, late February? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess I'll be giving Fry updates once I actually find time to do it. Because I, I did buy it with the intent to do it. But I got to finish this album or at least get to a point where I can, uh, you know, get, feel like I can meet the deadline that I've set for myself. Uh, and I'm honestly really close. I got a whole spreadsheet going and everything. Anyway, um, we never you got a chance. You can Andy. I mean, just look at the great album output from uh aura ida who oh oh my god that's so you funny you can be great at both 
I actually had an Aura Ida. I'm going to mention Aura Ida because I wrote about it in my notes for this restaurant, <laughs> uh, which is pretty telling. <laughs> okay, so one time when I was working in the freezer at Target, you know, when I worked at Target in the back room, and so we'd have mm-hmm. to stow stuff in the freezer, and the system worked exactly like the rest of the back room where it was all digitized, and you had to scan labels and stuff so you know where things were. A lot of times you have to reorganize the freezer because whenever uh, people would go in there, they would just like throw stuff wherever because they want to get out of there as fast as possible. So, of course, we had to constantly reorganize it. And one time I had this huge rack. I would always say Orida, just like iron ore, but I don't know what it actually is. I, I think so, you're right. I think I just said it uh, wrong. I, I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter, especially for the story. I had to spend like two hours in there just like pulling one at a time these bags of Orida products, like potato products, and I was just cursing the company name Orida over and over <laughs> and over in my head. So now, like, I, I don't say Orida in my mind without the F word in front of it. <laughs> and that is, that is a stone-cold fact. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm, of, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of their potatoes either. I think there's better fry companies out there, too. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm down with it. I'm, I'm saying it now, too. <laughs> you got anything you want to just ramble about for a few more minutes, Dan? <laughs> I don't know. We're only 16 minutes in here. That new uh-huh. Fiona Apple album's pretty good. Oh, it is. It is. It's fantastic. Now, she hasn't put on an album in seven or eight years, and I've been thinking about this because I've seen you and Blake raving about it, and I realized that you were but boys when the last Fiona Apple album came out. You didn't? Did you know that this was going to be a huge event? Because I mean, everybody my age knew like this was going to be a so, huge thing. The reason I was anticipating it uh, was the last album came out like two years after I got out of high school, and it was a pretty formative album for me as far as like the types of music I listened to. I, I started listening to that album right after it came out whenever I moved in with my buddy Josh, uh-huh. uh, first time on my own. So uh, yeah, I definitely I got to experience okay. that album pretty much in real time. Uh, but then this one sort of seemingly came out of nowhere too after eight years, and uh, it uh, man, it's so good. It's it's really knocked me on my feet. I've, I've listened to it like four or five times now. So you were sitting down, and then it knocked you onto your feet. Okay. Yes, Andy, um, you know my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> It's just interesting. I feel like this happened last time, too, because it's been a long time since you put out an album. It's just like a whole new generation of music dorks discovered that Fiona Apple is way better than just Criminal, which is a fantastic song. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, just like the, these, this young, younger generation of music fans are discovering this, and like she's one of the best songwriters who ever lived. We're oh, yeah. Talk she's about like, like a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, songwriter, and now she's like, almost 50 and I know taking the power of Fiona Apple into like that of a grown woman like oh. it, that that album is just like it's ooh, unreal man. it's unreal but anyway Ooh, sorry we, listeners no we, we got this review we, we never got to read it because the live show we wound up live streaming and we didn't read the bad review but there's oh, this yeah. bad review on itunes that talks about how uh we talk about ourselves too much at the top of the show now <laughs> and uh i just want to give a hearty to that person <laughs> with this episode because we are now 20 minutes in and have not talked about the restaurant i think you can you're going to be able to tell these are quarantine episodes even though i'm pretty i'm able to make them sound like we're in person i think pretty much but uh you can tell that like i'm just happy to be talking to anyone (laughs) yeah yeah it's nice somebody broke quarantine and gave me a hug the other day and it was like the highlight of the month it was unbelievable Wow. 
You want to yeah. wrap this person out? Uh, no, no. I'll call no. the cops right now. No, don't. don't. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I've never felt so good in my life. Anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our uh, restaurant, Dan, unless you got anything else. You want to talk about Gremlins 2 again? <laughs> the new batch? I have just as much to say about the Gremlins movie that I have not seen as I did last <laughs> week. So, uh, no, let's go ahead and skip that segment. <laughs> okay. Let's put that segment off until I've seen it. <laughs> now... I decided not to do a traditional bio segment for Big Whiskeys this week because we already kind of covered the story of these people for the Dublin's Pass episode. However, I sat down just to do some basic organiza- organizing, get some like general information together this morning, and wound up writing a bio segment anyway. And it's kind of long, but I think it'd be interesting if we did this like, uh, you ever listen to The Dollop, Dan? Yes, sir, Andy. Okay. Big dollop listener. Uh, it, up until recently, I kind of lost uh, interest in it. Yeah, it's too sad. <laughs> it's just yeah. too depressing right now uh, to realize the extent to which history has repeated itself in the most negative ways possible. It is fantastic. Great road trip uh, show. I would definitely recommend the uh, the 400th episode about Ronald Reagan with uh, oh, Pat so Oswalt. All time. Great, I great learned, podcast episode. I learned so much from that episode. It's that, incredible. Uh, just made me full of hatred and rage. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of hatred and rage, next, that's not a bad, that's that's a good segue, <laughs> but it's not like a, an accurate segue. Let's uh, start talking about Big Whiskeys, and I'm going to read you the biograph, bi- biographical information in much like the dollop. You can just like chime in and we can talk about stuff, okay? All right. So. I'd been dreading covering Big Whiskey's American Restaurant and Bar Dan, not just because most of their food is bad, but because back whenever we covered Dublin's Pass, which was started by the same people, I discovered how complicated the ownership structure is at Big Whiskey's and realized how boring it would be to talk about said ownership <laughs> structure. However, upon doing a little bit more research, it became clear that all the corporate bullshit was a lot less complex than I thought. And even though there are different franchisees and co-owners involved at various Big Whiskey's locations, see how boring this is? Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it hasn't stopped us before. (laughs) (laughs) The names of the three founders plus a fourth name show up on all of the location's documents. Big Whiskey's American Restaurant and Bar was Mm -hmm. started by Paul Sunday. Mike Heslin and Randy Gildahouse. I'm sorry if I got his pronunciation wrong. The trio also own or owned a company called English Management, which ran several downtown businesses. And if you want to hear more about that, you can go check out a Dublin's Pass episode from last year. However, when the original Big Whiskey's trio got serious about franchising, which was their intent the whole time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they, they brought in a big gun, a big gun by the name of Austin Hershend. You recognize the name Hershend, Dan? Don't don't just say yes or no. I do not. Okay. Okay. So listeners may also not immediately recognize the Hershend name, but if you're listening to this, it's safe to say that you are at the very least familiar uh, with a few businesses under the umbrella of Hershend Family Entertainment. Businesses like, say, Silver Dollar City. That's a Hershend. Whitewater. That's a Hershend. Dolly Parton Stampede and the showboat Branson Bell. You think that's Mm -hmm. all, Dan? Think that's think that's uh, all they own? No, I would no. say not. I, they probably also own the uh, Ride the Ducks. They don't. <laughs> oh, really? I thought that that <laughs> was all a part of the same company. Oh, I wasn't listed on their corporate website or on their Wikipedia page, but they, they probably own other stuff that isn't listed. Well, please um, continue. They own another theme. Oh, thank you. I will. Uh, they own another <laughs> theme park in Valdosta, Georgia, called Wild Adventure, 
which they purchased in 2007 for 34.5 million American dollars. Nice. Uh, nice. Wild modest. Adventure. Mm-hmm. Wild Adventure also it probably is a modest price for a theme park in in reality. It probably is a pretty low price, but Wild Adventure also has a whitewater-esque companion park called Splash Island. They have another water park in Tennessee plus a couple of aquariums in New Jersey and Kentucky. But the Valdosta, Georgia thing really fascinates me because it's like the Hershans sought to just straight up repeat what they'd done at Branson, opening up these partner parks. Okay, sure. What do you think? What would you say is just knowing what I have told you that this family owns, what, what would you think is like the least likely other thing that they would own? Even just within entertainment, everything's entertainment related. What's the last thing you think this family would own? You can take a second. Jeez. We'll just leave some dead in, air in here or I'll just vamp. It's it, ah. you're not gonna guess it. You won't guess it. Go kart tracks. No. Well, I'm sure they do. <laughs> Dan Hershen Family Entertainment owns the Harlem Globetrotters. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Okay. So most of you listening have probably been to Silver Dollar City. It's an Ozarks themed theme park with all mm-hmm. kinds of hillbilly silliness rooted in alleged <laughs> rural Missouri lore, you know. Southern Missouri, where the mines are always flooded and the knobs are always bald. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I was trying to play that one straight, but I couldn't quite do it. <laughs> it would probably be safe to say that the people who started Silver Dollar City grew up hearing the old-timey tales of cute racist vigilantes and astonishingly, astonishingly casual misogyny. Uh, you, you know, did you go to the flooded mine before they cleaned it up, Dan? Did you ever ride no. the flooded mine? It's straight up. It was straight up about the KKK pillaging a town and like torturing oh, no, that's, women. You're thinking of fire in the hole. Fire in the that, hole. That's fire about the, the bald yeah. knobbers. The bald knobbers were a real group, but yeah. a, a pretty close analogous to the KKK. They uh, were affiliates. Yes. Um, there's also there's actually a dollop episode about the bald knobbers that I don't think is very good, but uh, oh. is information informative. Okay, information. Well, is what I was gonna say. <laughs> they, I, my understanding is that they have cleaned up the ride and like picking out the parts of the uh, women being tortured and stuff like that. So, so Good whenever I was them. a kid, uh, Fire in the Hole was my absolute favorite ride, mostly just because <laughs> I'm a little pansy boy and do not like the uh, big roller coasters yeah. of any kind. I still don't. Uh, I can still feel the the little drop at the end of Fire in the Hole. They give you just that little taste. Oh, yeah. Of oh, the pit yeah. of the stomach drop there. It it is really good. That that ride to me is uh maybe my favorite theme park ride of all time. I used to just like go ride it over and over again to the point where I would know what was coming. And uh, in, on like a sixth grade trip once I rode it and we would just sit in the front row <laughs> and uh, whenever the person would say bald knobbers coming, we'd all go, uh oh, bald knobbers coming. <laughs> wow, that's a great joke. Yeah, yeah, we, we were cool kids. Uh, that it was is, pretty much the whole day. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> One time, your brother Travis and I we went on a youth group trip to Six Flags. And we decided uh, which, which which one is the wooden roller coaster, the one that is like horrible for your bones oh, and body. Oh goodness, uh, I don't, I don't know. know what it's called, but uh, there was nobody there that day. And your brother and I tried to see how many times we could ride it on a row, ride it in a row without getting off. And I'm pretty sure we got to like seven or eight times. We're like, Ugh. this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't do this. <laughs> Serious um, CTE from that event. Yeah, uh, it probably explains a lot. Like I'm a rickety <laughs> old man now, in a in a young man's body. I just refer to myself as a young man, which is not true. <laughs> Anyway, so Silver Dollar City, it'd probably be safe to assume 
that it was created by people who grew up here and were surrounded with, you know, uh, they wanted to, to honor Missouri's proud heritage. Uh, <laughs> of that is, yeah. Oh, don't even. Okay, I love funnel cake. We don't. Yeah. We don't need to take every tangent today, but the funnel cake tangent is one we should take sometime. Uh, you'd be wrong to make that assumption, Dan. Uh, Hugo Hershend was a vacuum cleaner salesman from Chicago uh, who visited the Ozarks with his wife and family on vacation in the 1950s. During which he saw many opportunities to exploit the area's social and natural histories for money. Uh, first, he bought Marvel Cave and started charging visitors to tour it. Silver Dollar City began as an offshoot of the cave, then quickly expanded from there into the behemoth of existential dread that it is today. Uh, okay, so this is all to say that Austin Hershend, progeny of the original SDC Hershens, was, in theory, the perfect choice to help expand and franchise Big Whiskey's American Bar and Restaurant, which is, in fact, what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, see, much like SDC, Big Whiskey's is an entirely surface-level enterprise, or rather, it is an exercise in branding for profit, and that is it. That's what this restaurant is. So from the very, very beginning, the idea was to create a four-quadrant restaurant like Chili's or Applebee's and turn it into a massive national chain that could funnel franchise fees and a percentage of gross revenue upward to the founders. I made a little motion for Dan mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. uh, and the founders sit back and watch I the I was coins. very confused until, <laughs> until then. About what the concept of upwards. I was just like, oh, okay, so the money go up. <laughs> uh, I assume the founders just like sit back and watch the coins stack up. Uh -huh. uh, rich people exclusively use coins, right? Like special yeah. rich coins. And they all have the uh, tubes that you find in the uh, drive-through at banks. So the, the <laughs> coins just kind of fill up in those tubes and they open up the tube and uh, fill their pockets or their coffers, excuse me. Oh, yeah. It, thank you for saying coffers. It's very uh -huh. important. Uh, now, my understanding is that these stimulus checks and the, like the $2 trillion, uh, the money was minted in the form of $2 trillion coins? Is this true? Or is this like a Twitter myth? I have no clue. I don't, Where can I, don't I get me one of them coins? This. Where can I get them coins? <laughs> can you go to Big Whiskey? Can you change this out? And what I want to know <laughs> is, are they really mint? <laughs> like a York peppermint patty? Yeah, I think you can suck on them. <laughs> I just love sucking on a trillion dollar coin. <laughs> How about Big Whiskey's, Andy? <laughs> Big Whiskey's opened in either 2005 or 2006. The owners don't have that story straight, and I probably could have done a little bit more research, but I had a time crunch because uh, we're recording at 9 a.m. Or it was 9 a.m. when we started. It's much later now. Yeah. Uh, but they immediately began franchising locally, opening the Battlefield spot and the one in Ozark. They got serious about the franchising in 2015 or thereabouts. That's when they brought in Austin Hershend. And also, they sold out of all their other businesses, like Dublin's Pass, English Management, and all those oh, okay. others. Uh, Paul Sunday explained it to the news leader this way, and his grammar is weird. I'm not saying bad. I'm just saying weird. So I'm sorry if I stumble through it. We sold all the interests we were in with other restaurant concepts and brought our focus into one brand, Big Whiskey's American Bar and Restaurant. We merged all our infrastructure to put our best foot forward for our corporate stores and work with franchisees. Now, right now, we can legally franchise in 38 states. I, I guess that means they can legally, illegally franchise in the other 12. Uh -huh. I don't know. It's one of those pirate big whiskeys. <laughs> our, our goal in the next seven years is to have 100 franchises sold. Okay. So that was 2015. At the time, they had five locations. 
Uh, Dan, you want to guess how many they have today in 2020, the year of our Lord Zeno, and five years into that seven-year goal? Andy, I'm going to go for the spoiler. Is it still five? No. Um, okay. They, ha- they have 10 locations. Doubled all, it up. All in Missouri except for one in Arkansas, and allegedly they have two more opening in other states later this year. But uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that the franchising uh, did not uh, quite reach the ambitions that they did not achieve the ambitions that they had for it. Those poor, poor, very rich people. Yeah, um, and uh, the state of the world is probably also putting a bit of a pause on that. Uh, how, how do you think those theme parks are doing right now? Oh, I actually read that uh, Silver Dollar City laid off over 250 employees, uh, which is awful for the employees. Really, that's it's terrible. I don't. Know, I hope. I hope they're going to be fine with twelve hundred dollars. That'll probably cover the rent and bills and yeah. food for a few yeah. months, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's it's good, Andy. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Every. It's good. I am like. I was just talking about this with my dad the other day. Um, I sometimes complain about my salary because I have a te- teaching job, as you know, and uh, people with the same, many, many, many people with the same level of education as I do get paid like twice, two to three times as what I do. Sure. But I'm also like in the top 1% of richest people who have ever lived on earth, like in the history <laughs> of humanity. And uh, I'm tr- I try to have that perspective also and i just it's horrendous what everyone is going through it's so awful and i'm in such as like in this insane privileged position that i'm still able to do my job because mostly because i have a great union who uh fought for us to you know still be able to collect our salaries anyway and on top of that to perform this almost masochistic exercise of still <laughs> releasing this dumb podcast. <laughs> this is uh, my I this is my favorite thing that I, I'm doing right now, like by far. Uh, it's I don't know what I would be doing if we didn't have this to focus on, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Being much sadder, I'm sure. Not eating I, as I, much big whiskeys. Oh, well, okay. We, we can talk about that. We, there's a little bit more. I got a little bit more information before we move on. 34 minutes, not one bit of food talk. <laughs> the The fee... To start a big whiskeys franchise, you want to guess it, Dan? Yeah, go ahead and guess. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Just the fee. Uh, let's see: ten bands, fifty bands, hundred bands. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that one of those is correct. I'm going to go fifty bands, five hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. Oh wait, a band is ten thousand. I thought a band was one thousand. I'm dumb. Okay, it's fifty thousand, Dan. Fifty thousand mm. dollars. That's only five bands. Five bands. Five bands. Five half, bands. half of Drake's initial 10-band offer. Okay, okay. So it costs $50,000 for the rights to start one. That goes oh, straight up okay. to okay. Paul Sunday and the crew. That's your... I'm giving Dan mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. fingers More upwards pointing up. Motion. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'm giving and Andy a different two fingers <laughs> pointing straight up. Pinkies. <laughs> Almost constantly. <laughs> uh, now... English management also takes 5% of all gross revenue once a business is up and running. Or maybe not English management, but I think it's Big Whiskey's LLC or corporate or whatever. Sure. Uh, anyway, those three or four people get 5% of revenue, not profit, mm-hmm. just all the money that comes in. Um, what do you think the startup costs for a Big Whiskey's is, Dan? Startup costs. Just, just to open one. And this, this does include the franchise fee. So with the 50, I'm going to go... Two hundred thousand. Ooh, that's so low. That's so low. 
you would definitely lose in prices right because anyone who bid higher than you would win the minimum dan the minimum is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars over 50 bands over 50 bands 75 and bands th- what they say is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars up to 1.4 million dollars to start a big Whoa. whiskey's american restaurant and bar can you believe that that number of bands will make her dance I love doing this show, Dan. (laughs) Uh, I read a truly exhausting number of articles about Big Whiskey's American Restaurant and Bar, both this morning and back whenever I did the Dublin's Pass piece uh, a while back. Uh, In those articles, the owners went on and on and on about branding and corporatization. Now, I I cannot emphasize this enough. They talk about that stuff constantly, branding and corporatization uh, but that, but and this is one hundred percent true, Dan. They never once mention the food <laughs> at this restaurant, <laughs> and I am not joking. That is incredible, Andy. Andy, and uh, pretty pretty telling. I found one. Uh, it's actually a really good article uh, about chain. It's it's from a magazine. It's like a trade magazine about chain restaurants, and that got into their kitchen operations. But uh, as far as actual like talk in the newsletter, even the owners never talked about the food. Jeez. So that's all. That's what I've got. Big whiskeys. Uh, let's go ahead and just let's just jump into the food, Dan. We let's both went twice it, this week. We did a takeout. I went downtown both times. Where'd you go? You went downtown. I went downtown once into the Republic location once. Okay, so you mean Republic Road? There's one in yes. Republic City, also. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, so I believe I have four sides slash apps to talk about and two entrees. How many? I've got two entrees, one app, and uh, a fry and a okay. variation on fry. I counted. I think we probably both have the same two variations on fries. So why don't I do an app? You do an app. Then I do another app. Then we'll talk about the fries. Then we'll do the entrees. Then I'll take a nap. More like it. Uh, I wasn't Andy. planning on keep. I wasn't <laughs> planning on keeping this in. I'm just. Uh, uh, but we. I guess I will now. That's. This is normally what we cut out whenever we're structuring the reviews. <laughs> I think this episode is going to be mostly what we normally cut out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Andy, I started it off with the buffalo chicken wontons because I'm a wild man, baby. As you want to do. Yes, I'm wanting to do it. These are crispy fried wontons filled with pockets of Big Whiskey's buffalo chicken dip and sprinkled with blue cheese crumbles served with ranch dressing. Now, Andy, you don't have to tell me what, but did you get anything buffalo chicken flavored? No. There is so much buffalo chicken on Big Whiskey's menu. A lot. It's absurd. I think every single like menu tab has a buffalo chicken item. I counted three buffalo chicken uh, apps. I know that their their item that's just labeled the famous chicken sandwich is buffalo chicken. It's not even mentioned in the name, which is a crime against menus because we mm-hmm. all know that uh, I sometimes just read the name of a thing and will order it. Thankfully, that didn't happen this time with that famous chicken sandwich but these would it have mattered would it have mattered if you would just taken your finger and pointed at something on the menu would it have made that much of a difference andy i i i'm not sure if it would uh these were i would say 
both the highlight of the meal, uh, but uh, but not great. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 wonton skins were uh, a, li- a little on the rubbery side. You know how that gets sometimes. Uh, it, it, you go by beyond crisp, or maybe they're undercooked. Uh, but that buffalo chicken filling was just <laughs> so salty and so like spiked with Frank's red hot grease. Mm. And uh, I, I'm really curious. It, it must just be the same buffalo chicken dip that they put in everything. I think that they just kind of spread this across the menu and uh, charge 10 to $15 for whatever it's on. And uh, shaking my head. <laughs> it, w- it was $10. SMDH, for, uh, Dan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> SMDH. Got six of the buffalo chicken wontons. Definitely wouldn't recommend these guys. Uh, I didn't love them, Andy. What did you get for your first app? Southwestern egg rolls. Wow. Uh, these are rich and buttery like fried pastry dough, like almost like a croissant texture. Uh, the outer layer is thin. It has a little bit of crunch, but the rest is soft, meaning the rest of the dough is soft. It's just the very outer layer. So inside, there's some blended up beans, cheese, tomato, and shredded lettuce. And when I say blended, it's it's like they've all been through a blender together. Ew. It's uh, just one flavor and one mushy texture on the inside. I really like these. They didn't taste like any other sure. egg roll or appetizer we've had on the show. It's because they're not really an egg roll because egg rolls aren't supposed to taste like croissants. But uh, the the dough was the best part. It also came with some spicy Southwestern Ranch dipping sauce, uh, which brought everything together uh, with just a slight spicy zip. It was way too expensive. Just crazy. Uh, $10 for three average-sized egg rolls. We're talking about, I would say these are about 60% the size of my beloved Shanghaian egg rolls, Dan. They chop them in half to make them seem like they're Mm -hmm. more substantial. Mm $10. So $3.33 each. I mean, not worth it. Not even close. Like $5 would be pushing it. Well, Uh, the thing is, You know what? That said, I kind of like them. They were fine. Big Whiskeys has very fancy carryout boxes so they have mm-hmm. to recoup for those somehow <laughs> uh they they say big whiskeys on them they're uh uh cardboard uh, they're really yeah. lovely well they're recyclable uh, so that's probably the most positive nice. thing i have to say about uh big whiskeys is that you can recycle their takeout boxes which unfortunately oh boy it's like a styrofoam graveyard in my dumpster right now oh, i mean yeah. just so yeah. much and i feel weird and guilty about having generated so much waste earth's but, uh, taking a big hit <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> for the next few months mm-hmm. and uh for uh all the months before this month <laughs> every single one so <laughs> andy did you did you have a chance to try the regular fries uh i did but i i want to talk about something else first please yeah i also tried a loaded baked potato on a different trip um this is a medium-sized baked potato split halfway down the middle with cheese bacon bits and some chives on the top it's a cooked potato, so it was good on, on a basic level, but I got to say, they really skimp on those toppings. We talking I mean, cheese sauce or shredded no, cheese? It's, it, was, it was probably shredded cheese, yeah, that sure. had melted. This thing was like 95% just straight up unseasoned potato. I added a bunch of salt, and it was fine, but it was like eating nothing, a nothingness. Like, why even bother? I wish I had just stuck with regular fries. Do you like eating potato with the skin on, Dan? Um... I I don't mind potato skin uh, if it's fried. Really, I'm not okay. a big baked potato guy at all. It's got to be really loaded up and like I basically have to make it into mashed potatoes with like sour cream oh. to really enjoy a baked potato. 
I like it whenever places will cut the potato in half, scoop out a lot of the filling, and then put the stuff inside, like fill it sure. up. The, yeah. We've talked about those at the dugout. The dugout potato skins are just fantastic. Ooh, and when I that's I, I expect something like that whenever I order a loaded baked potato. And this was like barely loaded. It was just a baked potato, not even any butter. And I, I didn't have any butter at home, or at least not any that I could spare, because you know, in the morning I just like to lick the butter. <laughs> start the day uh so i couldn't spare any of the butter uh mostly actually i just didn't think of it i probably would have put butter on there but anyway not a great Barely loaded, loaded. Potato, it was dan it was just buzzed it was not like herbie maybe tipsy <laughs> both different okay. directions there yeah we did all right you uh you give us a little a fry uh preface here andy speaking of taters I think good. Big Whiskey's nice has some pretty good fries. I, I think their yeah. traditional regular fries are uh, are probably the highlight. And uh, you know, I we didn't get into our histories with Big Whiskey's. I've been here a bunch of times. Yeah. It's a pretty. Uh, I don't. I I tend to like go here on work functions yeah. for all sorts of different jobs or with uh, Zach is actually a big fan of Big Whiskey's. Oh. Uh, my my older brother. Uh, so I'll, I've gone there with him a bunch of times. But okay. Th- they're fries. I, I think are pretty killer. I agree. And uh, I'll get into my history with it. And that's that I've been to this place a bunch, despite the fact that I don't like it very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, weird. I did go through a period, let's say, about a five-year period with someone who liked mm-hmm. to go there for happy mm-hmm. hour. And uh, it, the happy hour is not bad, actually. Um, a lot of the stuff is like half price, which is about what sure. the price should be for uh, these items. So I've been here a fair amount, and I don't know. You, you, if it's just a hangout situation, it's fine. Whatever. I mean, there's dozens, plural, of other places I'd rather go, but I'm not going to complain too much uh, if somebody else wants to go there. I just like being around people, you know. I I totally agree, Andy. <laughs> I would I would kill for a a, a little g- group of people around a table at Big Whiskey's right now, despite. Oh. Uh, <laughs> our feelings on the entrees we're about to get into but i i, I do think their fries are i lovely. would also kill for that dan <laughs> do you know anybody looking for have some jobs done <laughs> payment is just a group hangout that's all no money just let it, me see people i'll kill the weirdest hit man <laughs> fries we'll kill for friends <laughs> Fries, pretty standard cut. Uh, I'm pretty sure they are coated in flour, uh, yeah, maybe double fried. Starch. Real great. Yeah, yeah. Nice cornstarch uh, shell to them. Uh, probably the best thing on the menu. Yeah, they're good. They're soft fries. They got that layer of cornstarch, whatever. Give them some extra texture on the outer layer. So it's mostly soft with just a little bit of crispiness. Really like their seasoning blend as well. I mean, it's, it's peppery, mm-hmm. but uh, there's something else going on there, too. It's not just straight black pepper. Uh, you know, obviously they're very salty. They they do kind of remind me of an Orida, like oven fry product or something like that. Sure, it's a sort of like engineered taste. It's a very chain restaurant taste, like it's been, you know, taste tech tested and perfected in a lab. I'm like, I know these are like these are frozen fries. Like they're not. Oh yeah, making you know they're not dipping them in the bowl of cornstarch in the back or anything. Uh, but they're fine. I, I enjoyed the fry. I enjoyed them quite a bit, actually. It was it was yeah. a nice. I got those on my second trip after a terrible, just a terrible first experience, and I was very pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed the fries on the second trip. Andy, now, on my second trip, I went with the loaded fry variant, and I gotta oh. say, those are all right too. 
Probably okay. not worth the appetizer price, but maybe worth the dollar upgrade if uh, they're included with your sandwich or whatever. Uh, smothered with melted cheddar cheese, crisp bacon, and chives. I wouldn't say it was smothered. <laughs> I would think you would need like a melted sauce to smother something. This mm-hmm. was very much just shredded cheddar cheese on top of the fries and then melted, but you know, if, pretty good. If we had both ordered that, We'd be the Smothers Brothers. We would be. <laughs> You're right, Andy. <laughs> I tried the sweet potato fries. I, I'm a big fan of sweet potato, t- potato fries generally. These were deep, deep fried. Lots of visible seasoning on there, though, too, though I could not taste the seasoning. Could not taste the seasoning, even though you could see a lot of it. It's weird how that happens sometimes. You can just see the granules, like tons of them, on top of the fries or whatever item, and you just can't taste them at all. Anyways, these had a huge, great crunch and... Not much else. Uh, they were fried so long that the insides were as mm. crunchy and crispy as the outsides were. And there was almost no actual sweet potato flavor, like just a very little bit. Now, that may, also, that may, that may sound negative, but it's not necessarily negative. These were great for dipping. Uh, the oh, flavor yeah. came from an external source, like the flavor came from the dips that I was using. Uh, the texture came from the fry. For bar food, for a setting where you're just there to hang out, like we talked about, the food isn't really the point. I, I'm okay with these. Like They, they would be good for dipping. I, I will say that I had to go get my own sauce, which was yum-yum sauce, uh, mm-hmm. and it uh, worked weirdly well with the sweet potato fries. Yum-yum and sweet potato. Had a, had a good tweet the other day, Dan, because as we've established <laughs> on our uh, Tower Club episode, subscribe for $5 a month, half the money goes to Ozark's uh-huh. Food Harvest, half goes to help us support the show. Uh, it said... No capital letters. Uh, why do they call it yum yum sauce? Oh wait, I get it. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure to subscribe for uh, five dollars a month to hear us talk about how good our <laughs> tweets are. <laughs> Vance Hall, who we'll hear from later in the show, which we need to go back and uh, add a little teaser for that up at the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, corrected us and said, "You guys are fine at Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> and I called him Sandwich Boy, which is a reference to a private conversation he and I had that I made public and seemed much meaner out of context and that I <laughs> was anxious about for hours after I sent it. Anyway, let's get into our entrees, Dan. Once you go first. Andy, first trip went with the Honey stung. I wanted to get a burger here. Uh, I feel like I've mostly had burgers or wraps at Big Whiskey's. Uh, not a big fan of their wraps. I've had one within the last six months or so, and uh, what wasn't a huge fan. Pretty small little boy. Uh, <laughs> don't like that. My wrap's got to be a little bigger than that. Uh, the honey stung for twelve ninety nine is a sweet and spicy, in perfect balance burger with jalapeno bottle caps and pepper jack cheese bringing the heat while a specialty honey cream cheese spread and our signature honey stung sauce sweeten up the mouth-watering burger i was reading the big whiskey's copy but uh maybe contorting it a little bit so uh that's why i sounded so stupid just then (laughs) (laughs) oh that's why okay (laughs) okay andy uh, I don't hate the conceit of this burger. The uh, the honey stung sauce is just a pretty simple, uh, real thin honey with some spice in it. Uh, it was served in on the side on, in a little cup. Uh, I liked it a lot actually. I dipped my fries in it. Uh, the jalapeno bottle caps say there were about eight on top of the burger. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty good spread. Uh, maybe a little modest. I I feel like we've had s- burgers with like fried things on them before that are. Uh, Definitely piled up higher. 
Didn't really get a whole lot of the uh, honey cream cheese spread flavor. Oh, honey. <laughs> Overall, I think this would be a good burger were the burger patty not very bad. <laughs> well, had it been frozen, Dan? Do you think maybe that could have been a oh, factor? Andy, uh, I, I really examined this patty and uh, <laughs> burger patties that are pattied by hand are not this shape. It's such a perfect uniform disc shape. It was just so clearly frozen, maybe a little overcooked. Like uh, mm. you could like break piece, like rubbery pieces off of the burger. It, it didn't taste horrible, but basically, I mean, I, I feel like they season their burgers to the point to where you cannot taste any meat. Really. It's just like burger seasoning. I think they have like, some proprietary blend of burger seasoning and fry seasoning here that makes everything just kind of taste like the same weird generic salt bomb. Dan, would you say that a well-done burger is not a burger that's done well? Andy, <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> I think I was the first to ever say that, actually. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, oh, joke theft. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I remember nothing ever. No, I no, I didn't say it ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I genuinely stung. thought you were I thought you were being genuine. <laughs> I thought I'd stolen a joke from you. <laughs> the honey stung burger, Andy, unfortunately kind of honey stunk. <laughs> I have no business reacting that way to that joke <laughs> after the one I just made. <laughs> you did not deserve that raspberry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay, Andy. We're we're fifty three minutes into the episode here. And, uh, <laughs> oh, we've we've only got a fifteen minute interview and then another segment after that. And yep, we're not all done downhill with the from here. <laughs> what? What? It's get, like uh, no. It's like yeah. You're right. It's all downhill. It's like the end of a uh, fire in the hole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same pit of the stomach feeling and everything. <laughs> Train's coming. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we would hear the train on the tracks, we'd go. <laughs> Oh, no. Do you guys hear that train? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good bit. I feel like I'm there right now. <laughs> uh, you got anything else to say about the honey stinger? Did you get the joke no, out? No, was it, it wasn't any good. I didn't like the burger, Andy. Okay. Uh, I I wasn't going to get a burger. I've had their sliders before, and they are identical to the sliders at Dublin's Pass, by the way. Just sure. floppy, gross frozen patties and they're, they're not good so they're bad burgers which is a kind of a bad thing for an american restaurant and bar because like the burger is the quintessential american food that was invented in germany okay um i tried a nashville hot chicken sandwich wow i you know i love hot chicken it's been discussed ad nauseum on the show we did an episode about hot chicken love it so much it's one of my favorite things I was trying to give this place an edge. I don't want to come to these places to be crazy negative and just slag them for the sake of doing so. I got the thing on the menu that sounded the best to me. I was trying to give them a fighting chance. However, I knew the moment I opened the box that this was not going to be spicy. It didn't look or smell spicy. It did have an, an orangish quality. But before I even talk about how this sandwich actually tasted, I'm going to say that fake spicy dishes like this are the reason places that actually have spicy food are so reluctant to actually serve it to you. Okay, so the lack of spice was just the beginning of my issues with the sandwich. First, it had lots of shredded lettuce on the bottom layer, plus an 
anemic, translucent little tomato slice mm. and some cheese on the top of the chicken patty. Immediate red flag, the cheese. A hot chicken sandwich does not need cheese or lettuce or tomato. All it needs is the chicken, the bun, and the pickles. And the pickles were very crunchy. These were The pickles were fine. They sure. had a nice bit of crunch to them. Uh, they were crunchier than the breaded chicken, in fact. Ooh. Uh, the breaded chicken might as well have not been breaded. It had no crunch at all, save for a few points on the very edges. Now, I know you could argue that the drive home softened it up, but come on. I've, I've gotten Lucky Tiger chicken sandwiches from you know takeout before. It's so crispy and crunchy after 20 or 25 minutes you know, in the car. And getting home from Big Whiskey's took me 10 minutes at most. Uh, the actual meat tasted fine, totally acceptable chicken flavor, but there's just no getting around that this is a frozen chicken patty. It's just a step up from Tyson, like that you get at Walmart. Um, it tastes fine, but that's infuriating because this sandwich cost $13, Dan. 13 bucks. <laughs> you can get a far superior spicy chicken sandwich uh, for half of that at dozens of places around town, mm-hmm. including other chain restaurants like, for instance, Wendy's or Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. Yeah, if you go back and listen to it's our spicy chicken episode. $3.99 Popeyes. $3.99. <laughs> yeah. So much better. Would it you is say a that third the price? I'm yelling, Dan. I'm yelling about this. <laughs> Would you say that all the spicy chicken sandwiches that we had on our Heat Head Coalition episode were were better than this? Absolutely. They all Even the this. one that wasn't chicken was better than mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Whiskey's has no business calling this a hot chicken sandwich let alone a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. It's a chicken patty with some kind of flavorless red sauce on it. It's not spicy at all. I hated this sandwich, Dan. Wow. I hated it so much. Wow. I hated eating, and I didn't finish it. It was gross. Did not like it. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about another entree. I get very passionate about chicken. I want a good chicken sandwich, and I hate whenever we spend money for the show, and it's bad. Doesn't happen that often. Yeah, uh, I spent a lot of money on big whiskey. Yeah, this week. I feel like forty-five dollars. <laughs> so much money. Yeah, and I just know where the money's going. It's up to these going to uh-huh. these guys. It's going up. It's exactly He's what they the wanted. Again. It's exactly what they wanted. Okay, <laughs> a chain restaurant that just funnels money for bad food upward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No heart, no soul to this at all. There's no personality. That, whatever. I've got to stop. I'm not even. I, I didn't. I was gonna. I was not gonna do this. I was not gonna do this. It's not even the time that I would do it if it was appropriate for me to do it. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Whatever. Go. <laughs> I've had coffee. It, Nine a.m. I'm going up into a pot of a coffee. A pot of a coffee. It's actually ten oh eight a.m. right now. Go. Andy, the Philly Go. cheese I'm quesadilla. Messed <laughs> I'm messed up right now, Dan. Andy, uh, the Philly cheese quesadilla, I I would say, is a dish filled with, my notes here say, uh, filled with heart, soul, and personality. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Pretty good. Andy, this is, of course, a a flour tortilla stuffed with seasoned steak, grilled onions, peppers, mozzarella cheese, mushrooms, and herb cream cheese. Real big on putting the cream cheese on things. Uh, this was kind of a weird one in that it was came with a side of fries, but also there were like maybe 
20 tortilla chips just kind of sprinkled on top of like all the fries and the quesadilla i got a picture of it it's a it's a pretty funny sight uh very weird to be served with just a little handful of tortilla chips but also had a little salsa cup they were perfectly fine all clearly uh, restaurant store bought i don't know what what you call that when they just uh, buy it straight from a distributor or whatever and i don't care i (laughs) thought this was pretty tasty actually andy uh the steak was there was no like real grisly parts like i had maybe expected uh goes a long way yeah the peppers and onions were all pretty nice really just uh the prominent flavor I'm getting here with the Philly cheesesteak quesadilla is fry seasoning, Andy. <laughs> it tasted like <laughs> fry seasoning, like okay. just salt and pepper and uh, MSG. I don't know. Just uh, some sort of proprietary blend that they have really filled this with. It, you know, it was pretty heavy on mozzarella cheese, too. Uh, not a whole lot of taste there beyond fry seasoning. Uh, but, you know. Overall, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we both uh, picked what we picked to talk about last, Dan. I got, I got the uh, Alaska Ale Fish and Chips. Ooh. Obviously, the fillets were beer-battered, and they were cod. So it was beer-battered cod, which is actually the screen name of one of my old friends, Alex Grelly, oh. who is now like a, a minor-slash-major Chicago celebrity in the theater scene there. Nice. Always a hilarious person. Check out Beer-Battered Cod on Instagram and go check out some of that dude's funny stuff. I don't think we're good. You know, I haven't talked to him in like eight years, but uh, beer battered cod. And I ate his namesake <laughs> for dinner last <laughs> night. Uh, open, open this box up, and they looked great, Dan. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, they were a deep golden brown, except the edges, which were darker brown, almost burnt. My hopes were still not high after my first experience at Big Whiskey's and how awful that was. But I took that first bite, and I was surprised and delighted to find that these deep fried fillets were as good as they looked. They were very crispy and crunchy. The crunch was loud, too. So even if I would take a soft bite, even if I would take a soft bite, it would sound like a chomp. You know, Mm. it was that loud. And they stayed crunchy through several chews. I feel like that's hard to pull off. You know, they didn't fully disintegrate. You texted me and said that you were gone off that loud. (laughs) And I didn't know what you meant. But uh, you're talking about the crunchy battering on the cod. Well, this has got to be a generational gap, Dan, because I don't get that at all. Uh... (laughs) The fish meat was nice and moist and had a surprisingly fresh, pleasant flavor uh, that mixed well with the beery-tasting batter. I, I'd been dreading the second meal, Dan, but it turned out to be uh, pretty great, honestly. It was a treat. really enjoyed it. Uh, I think that we're used to our fish being frozen at restaurants because sure. it's, almost, it's almost all Absolutely. frozen. Even the places that say it's not, uh, it is. Uh, it's, it sits on ice, which is effectively uh, doing the same job. Uh, I liked it. I liked the fish and chips, and I, that's, I would definitely be fine going back and getting them. I believe these were also $13, so a little steep. Sure. Um, I probably would have been just as happy for something half the price of Captain D's, because I do like Captain D's fish and chips mm-hmm. as well. But Similar fries, it was, too. It's good. Yeah. You're, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. They are pretty similar. We also both got one other thing, and I do want to say that uh, both times that I went, the employees I spoke with were so nice, and they were they were happy mm-hmm. to talk. I think that's kind of been a recurring thing during our pandemic take pandemic takeout experiences is how friendly people are and how excited to be interacting. Yeah, 
people My second are. meal was delivered, and it came 10 minutes early of the scheduled pickup time. He still apologized for it being late, and uh, it was was so, so kind. Like, very, yeah. very nice. Uh, Andy, I actually do have one more thing to get into before oh, cool. we hit this last note here. My girlfriend, the lovely chicken and fries, Wait, of course. You're not single? <laughs> hey, Andy. I said I was ready to mingle, not single. <laughs> <laughs> not, those two are not, they, they're not mutually exclusive, I guess. Okay. Ready to mingle, gone off that loud. My girlfriend, the lovely chicken and fries, of course, ordered the uh, chicken and fries. She wow. went with the uh, chicken tenders there. Uh, super down the middle order, but honestly, at a place like Big Whiskey's, you could probably do no better than getting the chicken tenders and fries. We've already discussed that their fries are pretty good. And the chicken tenders, I got to say, Andy, solid tenders. Uh, real perfect breading on them, like just exactly how I want it. Uh, I want my chicken tenders to be probably like a fourth breading. Like it, it's got to be super crunchy. Uh, otherwise, like what what are we here for? Like I, I don't want I don't want I I yeah. just want a lot of it's got to be crunchy. Yeah, I would compare them like to Walmart's chicken tenders, and I think there were five or six in the box. Every single one of them were, and I you know I hesitate to say this because these were probably the best things that I had at Big Whiskey's. But to describe the shape, uh, like like little rat babies, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know how they have their little head curled, uh, with, with the, their chin kind of down near their little paws? It was kind of like that, where at the top of the tender, there's a little, it, it curves a little bit, and you get a little extra crunchy uh, top nub there. Sounds tasty. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I would say that these chicken tenders were uh, tasty little rat babies, I, I, and I thought that they were pretty good. Probably the best thing oh. at Big Whiskey's, the, uh, the little rat baby chicken tenders. Wow. You're a bit of a rat baby yourself. I'm a bit of a rat scabies myself. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. Punk rock. <laughs> Speaking of the opposite of punk, we got some... Uh, they they called them brownies. We uh, my mm-hmm. my second order took a little bit longer than the first, and I s- sat there with my car parked on just on Park Central East, just you know, on that street, and people having to pass me by. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the only one. There was a few other cars parked on each side of the road waiting for Big Whiskey's orders and orders from other places. They gave me two free brownies mm-hmm. uh, because you know allegedly because my order took a little bit longer than the ten minutes that the website says. That's like pretty optimistic that the website just defaults to 10 minutes and it'll be ready so andy uh, i also received the two free brownies but from mm -hmm. a completely different location interesting delivered and the reason i was giving the reason i was given was they had made too many brownies ah okay (laughs) which i think may be closer to the truth than the uh long wait time that you experienced (laughs) Well, I texted you. I won't. I'm going to leave one or two of the words out, but these were really difficult to get the brownie out. Uh, they were wrapped up like Laura Palmer, is what I said to you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly, that's very funny. <laughs> uh, Mine were wrapped completely differently and were very mm-hmm. easy to uh, to remove uh, and and not like a uh, Lynchian dead body. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so the thing is, whenever I would try to unwrap them, the brownie would kind of like broke apart in the saran wrap because this is not a brownie. It's wet cake. I yeah. mean, this was, this was a bizarre item. Maybe it's because they were old and they were, get ridding, were getting rid of them. And I realize it's like lame to complain about a free thing or whatever, but like sure. these were barely edible. I mean, I did eat them and I licked them off the plastic, <laughs> but uh, this was bizarre. This wasn't a brownie. There was no like crispiness or crunchiness to it at all. It was just like, yeah, it was wet cake. It was like eating cake mix, cake batter. Andy, I was already really full from the uh, uh, Philly cheesesteak quesadilla. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one bite of mine and threw it away. Gave the no other good. one to a coworker. They said that no they good. loved it. Uh, d- didn't really understand that. <laughs> you work with a bunch of freaks. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, I do work at the freak show. <laughs> okay. So out of five, Dan, how many frozen food emporiums would you rate Big Whiskey's American Restaurant and Bar? Well, Andy, we're just over an hour in here, and I, I think I've got at least 10, 15 more minutes on Big Whiskey, so allow me to launch into it. Go for it. Uh, 2.5, Andy. I'm going to give him a 2.5. Didn't, didn't love Big Whiskey's, never really have. Uh, we'll probably end up visiting there again. Yep. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe, maybe I should start to use my uh, big shot uh, restaurant podcast having clout. Uh, we, as a reason to not not go to Big Whiskey's anymore. We have been to over a hundred restaurants for uh-huh. this show at this point. And I would venture to say that 98 of those hundred are better than this one. And one of the ones on this same level of badness is owned by the same people. <laughs> <laughs> Dublin's Pass is the, uh, one, the one other place that comes to mind that I disliked as much as I disliked this place. I did like the fish and chips. So I'll give them credit for that. But uh, both of them have good fish and chips. Uh, two. I'm rating this place two out of five. Wow. Frozen food emporiums. Just don't enjoy it. Don't enjoy the ethos of the entire venture. If the food was better, I would respect it more. If they were trying to make good food and make tons and tons of money serving good food, I would feel like I would feel totally differently. Like I mean, we have covered th- places that are that their sole intent is to make tons and tons of money, yeah. and uh, I think they've across the board had better food than this. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine if, like, Lucky Tiger franchised. I would be so into that because they have a unique and delicious product and, like, there is some soul and personality into what they're doing. And I am, like, proud that that place exists and I'm proud of them for coming up with a cool place. It would be awesome if they decided to take that to the next level. And there's, like, dozens of places in town that I would say the same thing about. This is this place is just a lame. It's a lame. Mm-hmm. It's a lame place to be a franchise. Yeah. We didn't even get into their radio ads that are like with the, you know, sexist jokes and uh, their radio ads are horrible. Let's not. Let's not. We don't even have time. Big whiskeys. Here's our our weekly toast. Women are bad. (laughs) Let's toast how women are bad. Fiona Apple. More like. Fiona, Fiona Crapple. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've uh, reached the point where Andy <laughs> and I have said Fiona Crapple in unison without having pre-planned it. So uh, that's the end of the podcast, folks. Have a good week and a good rest of your lives. <laughs> no, actually, we got two more segments. Uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, we have uh, Vance Hall, the owner of Druffs. He, we talked to him earlier this week about how business is going. Uh, during the quarantine period in the pandemic. 
And uh, then after that, we we have another. Uh, we had another guest lined up, uh, a Swedish music producer. Oh wow! Natural segue. <laughs> Wow. We've and got what a great <laughs> segment we just had before this one. What a great review. Big oh, whiskey. Man. Great, great restaurant. Love it and so much. Yeah. Yeah. We both, <laughs> we both, man. So good. We are uh, in the past right now. We're, we've got Vance Hall, owner of Druffs on the line. Wow. Hi, guys. Thanks Hi, for Vance. having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming and doing this, helping us fill some time. <laughs> yeah. Happy to do it. Thanks for teaching me how to use Zoom on Absolutely, a PC. Yeah. You're you're welcome. It's a vital a vital part of American life these days, or is this, so I heard on a Twitter think piece. It is. I did share some vital documents with you on accident, so <laughs> it's really no big deal. Yeah, yeah. A big like plan to reopen tomorrow. Yeah, full, <laughs> we're going full service plans? tomorrow. No, he's yeah. buying oh, okay. all the local Chipotle's. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd be down for that. <laughs> yeah. They call them Vance Chipotle's. <laughs> Vance, it's lovely to see into the home uh, and and to see the the space that that I came up with one of Springfield's finest <laughs> institutions, finest dishes. You know what I'm talking about. We're uh, not even going to mention it here. Type uh-huh. dish. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That is, is that the room that the Pantheon winner was born in. I mean, I I know that you're not <laughs> in a kitchen of any kind, but no. you know, do you, do you come uh, up with your ideas for the dishes like around the house? Yeah. Right outside the window, right behind me on the back porch, <laughs> what I would call porch prophecy, where oh, we, okay. at some time uh, we would drink a lot of beer and sort of spitball ideas. That's sort of how that business came to be, right outside that window. And then, yeah, on in front of me is the kitchen of my home, which is better lit than this particular room I'm in. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's sort of how that dish came to be. I know I can't say the dish without paying you all. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Hashtag but, cut the check, Vance. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that dish that we're sort of dancing around was uh, a creation of just right, right in front of me. Yeah, right here. That's incredible. I uh, that was a very dumb bit I set up that you answered very eloquently (laughs) (laughs) with a great story. And I got to say, even with the poor lighting there, Vance, you have the best lighting of the three of us. Uh, I'm basically shrouded in darkness here. Yeah, I (laughs) I assume someone's going to behead you in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty safe assumption. Yeah. (laughs) It's nice to see both of you. Either way, yeah. even even if Dan does become headless shortly. <laughs> <laughs> so Vance, how is business these days? Oh, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. You know, we're doing like a third of the sales we would be at this time. Mm. So that's been challenging, but we're a few weeks into this. And so we have a little better footing about how to operate and stuff like that. That does mean... I have less people employed, which is unfortunate. Yeah. We've been greatly supported for sure, as far as like a very kind and generous customer base taking care of us the best that they can. We were in a pretty okay spot to transition. For better or worse, we've been staffed with a pretty small crew all the time. So we're familiar with that. And we had delivery options already in place and we had an online ordering system already in place. Uh, Great which, online ordering system. Mm-hmm. One, of, yeah. one of the best of the biz. Yeah, and the vendor we use for that pretty quickly upgraded to like have the curbside option. And if we wanted to do delivery ourselves, we could do that. So 
I feel fairly grateful. You know, I've talked to a lot of other business owners, uh, some of whom aren't operating currently. So that's nice. But I mean, you know, it's it's not it's not fantastic by any means. The hardship, of course, being folks without jobs. Yeah, it's not fantastic, but it could be worse. That's good to hear. Yeah, we've been thinking about uh, trimming the fat here at uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spring Food Mo too. <laughs> Maybe yeah, uh, getting a little leaner. not not for the same reasons. I mean, business is booming around here. Right, uh, we're, we're just we're just talking about going on diets. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really going to work at the show. It's like a full month of <laughs> keto. Oh well, famously, I'm already keto. Yeah. I've been Are keto you really? since uh, oh yeah, keto late kid. December last year. It was New Year's resolution. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> I, I mean, I, that doesn't work with the show. I don't know that I fully grasp what keto is. Soft keto. Uh, the keto community certainly hasn't accepted he's, me, but uh, I'm yeah, fully um, keto. Listen, yeah, he's the Rachel Dole's all of keto. <laughs> <laughs> you just say you're keto, and you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm keto. That's fair. I got, I'm probably going to have to cut that. <laughs> Actually, if you guys would give me just a minute here, I, I'm about to reach full ketosis, uh, which I know is pretty important in this whole keto business. So, uh, <laughs> uh, any, pause. Anyway, are you going to draw blood to find that out? <laughs> or, oh yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, whatever you do, just a little urine sample, dude. I I was like living the keto situation for a little bit. Oh, so you know? Yeah, I'm, I was I was plugged into the keto community for a while. <laughs> But there, I mean, there are like blood strips available and urine strips available that like people rolled around with in their purses and uh, want to know, compare, you know, their ketones with you. Well, I'm not peeing on anything, but uh, <laughs> not tonight, just, uh, baby. just no, I'm fully keto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no problem. So much is going to have to be cut. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm not cutting anything. Who am I kidding? That's all staying. <laughs> uh, so, do you have some thoughts on the CARES Act, Vance? I do have some thoughts on the CARES Act. Once you, uh, can you give us a little breakdown of what that is, and you can tell us some um, what issues you have with us with sure. it. <laughs> well, if you want to tell us some issues with us, definitely do that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll air some grievances with you guys personally after. I need that for a full bonus episode. Uh-huh. So uh, obviously, I'm not an expert or like in the finance game or in uh, any kind of government entity. But in the past couple of weeks, I've spoken to a lot of those people trying to get the most information that is available for a fledgling little grilled cheese restaurant like my own. Biggest one uh, in town. <coughs> yeah, this, it is. The, the C in CARES is for cheese, right? That's true. Yes. Yeah. Um, correct. So right up our alley. So I really can only probably speak to like the Paycheck Protection Program portion of the CARES Act mostly. I think most of the elements that affect small business come through the Small Business Administration. So like the Paycheck Protection Program, there are guidelines that were or did or are still currently coming through about how that's going to work. Two lenders, you secure financing through an existing lender, like name any bank in town, maybe one will advertise soon and we'll say their name. It's to feed payroll. So it's based on like your past payroll numbers. So you provide some data, you figure up a total sort of of what you might need for like an eight-week period, which we're currently in. 
and you get a loan, basically. And a large portion, if not all of that loan, is allegedly forgivable. Talking about an SBA PPP loan. That's right. Correct. The, yes, exactly. Administered from the SBA and through a lender, much like a normal SBA loan would be. Although I'm like grateful to have that opportunity. The confusing part is that you do have to use it on payroll. I don't have enough business really to like Mm. fully staff my restaurant back up and pay them. And the other confusing element is that people are making so much money on unemployment that it's sort of more advantageous to stay home, which I, I'm not, I would, I would do that if I had that Mm -hmm. option to not work and to make more money. I would, I would probably take that up. Um, yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. I love that stuff. It's <laughs> the dream. It's called retirement, I think, is what a lot of people like work their entire lives for. So that's sort of a, a confusing little predicament that I and many other businesses are in. There's some other elements of the CARES Act, like there's some pretty big and awesome debt forgiveness for any existing SBA loan that you have. But the confusing part for everyone involved is that the federal government makes announcements with no guidelines for the SBA to give guidelines to the banks. And then so it's just sort of like been a big fly by the seat of your pants experience where a lot of money, like I think of shoe carnival Mm -hmm. is sort of that big money box (laughs) and like a person spinning a wheel. Oh, ah, yeah, sure. Like you're just trying to have a normal consumer experience but you might get a deal you might not i don't know that's what i thought about a little bit that nobody really seems to know how exactly this is going to work i mean i don't know why you wouldn't have trust in the federal government or banks (laughs) (laughs) yeah they've never done me wrong that's for sure I, you know, I'm not too much of an expert in business or anything, but Vance, I would say Drefts makes like four or five million a month, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so we're only doing like a million a month right now. Oh, um, it's so, gotta be tough. I mean, I just know my crumble budget per month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the only way I could figure it. So the other like benefit to this reality that we live in is that like we never made a lot of money. So like mm. financial insecurity, I'm very familiar with and uh, have adaptability to whereas others may not and like that's a blessing and a curse, I guess. I'm poor, so this isn't that hard. Mm. <laughs> but well, <laughs> yeah, so you were prepared <laughs> yeah, to live this yes, way. Okay. Yeah, it's never been a better time to uh, be very poor. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, fans, for yeah. being on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm going to go work my other job at Walmart. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, well, is there anything else you, you do want to leave people with, Vance? Uh, thank you. I mean, truly, like I really appreciate all of the support from new, old, existing customers. Like it's been pretty incredible what people have been willing to do. It's sometimes ordering stuff and saying like, "Don't make this. We just want to give you mm-hmm. money," which is super sweet. And buying a bunch of gift cards and doing the best that they can. So that's been pretty incredible. And if you want to order food for pickup, you can visit our website, which is yumdruffs.com. You can order online there, or you can get delivery through Uber Eats and Grubhub. Cool. Diversified options. Yes, you've got a few options. Thank you for having me on here. Definitely. uh, 
hopefully I didn't say anything terribly regrettable about the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to cut out yeah. all the uh, truly incendiary stuff that you said about those government buildings. Okay. Uh, you were just <laughs> rambling on. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for stopping by, Vance. Stopping by. <laughs> thanks for stopping by the internet Yeah, <laughs> to talk to us. Yeah, thank you so much, Vance. Fun as and, uh, hey, we love having you. We've got our other call coming in. Seems like we've got another uh, another special guest. <laughs> yeah, my my phone is ringing right now. This great big red <laughs> rotary phone here. Oh, Matt, uh, uh, Vance's, I, yeah, Vance's uh, screen has just gone blank and has been replaced with a with a, a new caller. Yeah, what what's going on? I, I I really was hoping Vance could stick around for this, but. Apparently, it must be some kind of Zoom thing, or maybe our new guest kicked Vance off the call. Howdy there, folks. Good morning. <laughs> Guten Tag. Guten Tag to you, sir. Well, what's your name? <laughs> oh, well, don't you know? You, you of course, invited me on the show here. Oh, right. My, my name, of course, is uh, Max von Sidechick. <laughs> That's a stage name, right? I thought you said your name was Maximilian Svensson. No, no. My name is Max von Sidechick. My stage name, of course, is uh, DJ Mini Ripperton. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, DJ Mini Ripperton, you asked to come on the show today. Oh yes, uh, of course. I am. I'm Swedish music producer, and uh, uh, it, it it's it's morning here in uh, in your Springfield, Missouri, and uh, it, it is night here in Sweden, I think. And uh, I, of course, have called here to reach out to your audience and uh, maybe play them some some of my new music. I know that you have a lot of music heads. Yeah, that's great. I'm curious as to why a Swedish music producer would want to come on a on a hyper local uh, podcast. Uh, Set in the the third largest city in the state of Missouri. Oh, that's but, uh, a good I mean, I'm question. Happy to but uh, I I uh, I recently stumbled upon your uh, Tower Club episodes mm. uh, where where uh, where you played the uh, full playlist, and I gotta say, big big fan of uh, big fan of Dan's, <laughs> big fan of Dan's selections there, and uh, oh, that sort of so got surprising. me into the podcast in general. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, that's that's very kind of you, uh, Max. Do you prefer Max or? DJ, oh, call me whatever you please. I, I do not care. Max von Sidechick, DJ Mini Ripperton, Mr. Uh, Sidechick, Mr. Sidechick. Yes, <laughs> yes. Any of that works. <laughs> okay. Have, um, you want to preface this? I mean, is it just you, or are you like uh, Max Martin? Like you work with other musicians and help them, you know, manifest their own song visions, or are you like a hit maker? What's your What's your deal? <laughs> I, I spit on Max Martin. Oh. I do not. I do not like this gentleman. I, of course, am a Swedish super producer. Uh, Max Martin truly has nothing on me. Okay. Uh, even with his Justin Bieber's and Catherine Perry's and Lady Gugas, I do not like any of these. Okay, so you're nothing like Max Martin. Can you can you just kind of describe what your music is like? Give us give us an idea of what to expect here. I mean, do you collaborate with other people, or is it just you? Do you sing? Can you sing? I like to collaborate with uh, singer songwriters, not so much uh, pop band boy toy crap garbage like uh, <laughs> like uh, like uh, this other Max Martin fellow that you speak of, and. 
anytime that anybody hears about a Swedish producer named Max, they automatically think it's Max Martin or that I'm related to Max von Sydow. And it's simply not true. My name is Max von Sydchick. It's a joke. Okay? So... <laughs> I, anyway, oh, I like it's to a joke. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, a joke on me from my parents. They were <laughs> very cruel. Okay, so you brought us a song. I did. I did a, a song. Uh, it, 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 of course, is by me, Max von Sidechicka, uh, with one of my frequent collaborators. And I was hoping that I could play it here on Spring Food Mode today and just get your very discerning audiences, uh, you know, what their opinion is on it. And uh, speaking of your audience, big fan of this Dan Chilton uh-huh. fellow. Yes. <laughs> Great <laughs> Big guy. fan of the Dan stuff, the Dan Chilton stuff. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Either Dan is, well, is cool with me. You did send me the song. I haven't listened to it yet, but you did send me the song. Are you ready for me to play it? I can put it on right now. Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and do that? All right. Let's 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 listen. This is a, a song by Max von Sidechick. Guten Tag. Producer drop. second we got another we had another caller join the call during the song and i'm afraid i know who it is andy we got we got some loose security on these zoom calls here <laughs> yes of course this is my uh, friend and frequent collaborator uh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself gentlemen uh, uh, hi my name's my name's uh burgers bill yes my friend burgers bill oh boy i i don't I think the last time we talked, you were not going by Burgers Bill, but Tacos uh, Bill. Tacos Bill, yes. That was in a past life. I'm, I'm Burgers Bill now. Didn't you hear the song? And also, now I have attitude. Oh well, clearly, yeah. I mean, you you've got a uh, you're you're really. <laughs> I met I met Max von Sidechick, and he showed me. How to be a real man. Yes, yes. I do this with most of my artists. I teach them how to be a real man. And uh, it is very important part of my process for lifting weights and uh, and uh, getting rid of anything taco-related. He, he really taught me that there's more to life than murder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is, I've had to do this with most of my artists. It's true. 
I just assume listeners, new listeners are going to have no idea. Uh, Tacos Bill has been on the show several times in the past. Se- several times mm-hmm. in the past. And uh, he, he loves tacos and uh, he seems to be guilty of murder. <laughs> uh-huh. He kills people with tacos. That's yeah, his, the, the his... Tacos Bill mythology is that typically he stops by the Hammond's I've, Tower to uh, play us a song. I decided that tacos are no longer the most efficient method of feeding well yes um, i mean tacos you used to of course feed tacos to people uh as a method of poisoning them or i mean i think sometimes there were just maybe knives in your tacos i don't know that that would be poisoning technically but uh, (laughs) but uh as a means of uh murder yeah Murder. <laughs> you, you kill people. That's, your, that's what you do. Yes, oh, yes. I... Tacos is a stone cold killer. It is true. Uh, only figuratively. I kill it on the beats. Well, I mean, you also kill, kill human beings, or you have. So, uh, yes, while you do figuratively kill, kill it on my beats, uh, I would say that you're also a literal killer. Oh, well, let's, let's let the judges decide. I mean, they have decided. <laughs> I mean, we really should let some judges decide. Uh, tacos. Uh, it's weird having judges you on. Of, judges of Eurovision <laughs> should, who should make the real decisions about me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Eurovision Song Contest. You are familiar, <laughs> yes, in America? Oh, I know about Eurovision. Mostly uh-huh. from podcasts. I don't follow it. But I think yeah. Taco Bill would be a really interesting competitor on Eurovision. I, I'm sorry to keep on uh, calling Bill. you Tacos Bill. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh burgers bill has anything else changed well yeah i, I kind of noticed burgers bill that you, you're sticking with plural the the, the burgers the s and the burgers uh, oh yeah <laughs> whereas i it seems like tacos bill was sort of a play on pecos bill but uh-huh. you've just stuck with burgers bill well uh i i believe in plurality <laughs> yes why don't you elaborate on that uh burgers bill uh, well, to, to put it simply, uh, I don't want to waste too much of your time here. I see that you your episode's gone for about an hour and 40 minutes at this point, but uh, I'm a polygam- polygamist now. Oh, yes. And, I mean, this is something, of course, I knew. Uh, we, we've been practicing polygamy here in, the, in our Swedish studio. Together? No, not together <laughs> with each other, but with uh, other folks, uh, other Swedish folks. Uh, we... Now- <laughs> Swedish okay other Swedish folks yes mostly Swedes it, sometime it might be worth exploring how tacos burgers bill wound up in Sweden <laughs> that would be interesting, interesting wouldn't it I guess you could collaborate uh, musically online passing files back and forth and such but uh no I I, I went to Sweden that's a, would you like to get into it it'd probably take me 20 to 30 minutes to tell the whole story yes he's still here uh, we have a rather large group of people gathered here any other famous people well of course we have uh I mean I don't know if you would consider him famous there in uh, Podunk Spring Food Missouri uh, <laughs> but have you heard of uh, Mr. Bradley Pitt yeah. Yeah, we know about Brad Pitt here in Springfield, Missouri, believe it or not. He's Br- from here. Oh, really? Brad, do you want to come say hi? He he said no. He does not want to come <laughs> say hi. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I'd rather not have Brad back on the show. <laughs> now, now if, we, if we could secure Doug, that's a different story. Mm, yeah. T- oh, Doug, Doug go, go on Spring Food Mo. 
Doug Pitt is also here. He's right here with me. Uh, Doug, Hi, would you me, like Doug to Pitt. say something? It's me, Doug Pitt. Oh, hey, Doug. <laughs> Doug, finally. <laughs> we have the famous Pitt brother. I'm here to talk about Care to Learn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about it? All right, Doug, back off. We have a segment to wrap up here. <laughs> yeah, it's going so well. <laughs> <laughs> burgers anything else you had to say i of course uh here in sweden it is uh towards the night time i believe oh, and uh, we're I, about to settle down for bed andy i heard you were uh making an album uh <laughs> mostly because i secretly follow you on my finstagram oh <laughs> you've got uh, a finsta yeah I, I have to i see i i have a i have a lot of i don't want my mom to know <laughs> what i get up to uh-huh. Yeah. And I got some secrets to keep from Wilma now. She didn't yeah. come to Sweden with me, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the police <laughs> and Interpol, I would guess now, since you are overseas. Well, she's got eight legs. Now I've got eight of something else. <laughs> Wives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Polygamy is a, a crime, too. I'm not sure if it is over there, but yeah. The, well, I, I guess mean, technically, I have nine wives since I'm <laughs> still married to Wilma, which, by the way, we got married. Wow, you're like a you're like a cat in that you have nine of something, and it, it <laughs> is with Ives. Yeah, <laughs> nine chives on my loaded baked potato. All right, are we wrapping this thing up yet? Uh, because I have some music to produce today and uh, some uh, wives and husbands yeah. to polygamy uh, with. Andy, <laughs> polygamy as a verb. Oh yes, Andy, could I? Do a feature on your your new punk rock album? First of all, how did you know it was a punk album? Second of all, I don't think so. I don't think our voices are we really mesh well together. <laughs> oh, it's, it makes me so sad to hear. I'm I'm very good at hitting pitches, and I, I know that you're not very good at hitting uh, the right pitch whenever you sing. So I, I feel like I could do well on your punk rock album. <laughs> you, you're you're probably right. <laughs> You'd probably, you would be the one good singer on the album, it's, that's for sure. Dan here, hitting pitches, are we talking about a, a nice raucous game of baseball? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just like kick these guys off the call. I just realized that I have moderator privileges, so anything else either one of you would like to say uh, before? Actually, Andy, I, I, I just kicked him off. Uh, uh, Max, anything you want to? Legalize it, keep it loud and proud. Legalize what? Polygamy. <laughs> okay. Legalize polygamy. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> keep a, polygamy loud official, and proud. I think it's what he left us on. Of Spring Food Mo. <laughs> Legalize polygamy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> wow, Andy. <laughs> Look, they can't all be winners, folks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, join the Tower Club, towerclub.springfood pod.com mm-hmm. five dollars a month half of it goes to help feed hungry people in springfield last month we uh provided almost 600 meals for people which is awesome so absolutely and you know that five dollars you only have to subscribe for one month to get that full back catalog of episodes mm-hmm. full access to it for a full month all four of the the good episodes that we <laughs> produced here on uh spring food i think Mo. it's three i think it's only three but <laughs> well, the first one was free <laughs> But anyway, go ahead and join, and uh, thank you for Vance. Thank you to Vance for calling in. Please continue, everybody, going out to support restaurants, uh, local restaurants, and getting takeout. Uh, And thank you for continuing to listen to the show. And if you've made it this far into the episode, you're, of course, sticking around for the most popular segment here on Spring Food Mo. We're talking about 
Andy and Dan's RuPaul's Drag Race and Devs Corner. Yeah. Andy, did you uh, did you catch RuPaul's Drag Race this week? No, I still haven't seen an episode. Andy, There's- you got to get in on it. Get that VH1 app and uh, and uh, check out our local hero, Crystal Method here. She did so great this week. Oh my goodness, Andy! She had to uh, make an infomercial, and the uh, one that she made had uh, you got twenty four uh, seconds. Oh no, I'm good with that. By far the most cuts in hers, uh, the most jokes, uh, probably took the most work to put together. Uh, man, very very funny segment that she had on there. Shaka Khan said that she was great. Shaka Khan, of course, was the uh, guest judge th- the, this the, week. The rhythm rock Shaka. Yes, <laughs> no, uh, no, it's no, it's not that one actually. Uh, her runway was incredible, like a undead uh, witch bride in black. Uh, I stand Crystal Method. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that the uh, Spring Food Mo stance is to stand yeah. Crystal. Method. I stand Crystal Method. I haven't watched the show, but I still stand Crystal Method. Very cool. Getting some uh, Missouri rep- representation on the television, <laughs> and of course, I don't take standing lightly. Uh, I, of <laughs> course, use it in the literal sense. I will be driving my car off a bridge for uh, Crystal Method. <laughs> I I made a tweet the other day that said uh, I stand a legume, and it was a picture of a peanut. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm good at Twitter. Uh, Devs, I finished Devs last night. Dan watched the final episode. Got to say, really loved this show. Had another nice little twist at the end, but it wasn't like a traditional plot twist. It's kind of a different sort of twist. And uh, actually, there's more than one, but one that I really appreciated and thought was pretty clever and also that maybe it wasn't clever and I'm just dumb for not having realized it the whole time. It was that kind of thing. Could be both. I also finished Debs last night, uh, possibly at the same time that you were. Okay. uh, So without spoiling anything, what do you think about the title of the show? Did you realize it? <laughs> no, no, I had no clue. Okay, okay, no, so you, no clue. you are objectively smarter than me, and I think that makes me feel better that you didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it, and I did maybe think it was a little cheesy that the final frame of the show is like the reveal of uh-huh. like the show. Sorry to spoil it if uh, any of our uh, uh, listeners are interested in devs even no, I don't. The, the slightest. Yeah, I figure if someone is, uh, I can't imagine not having seen it if you're going to watch it at this point. <laughs> it's but, really uh, good, it you know, and it's uh, it is very bingeable. I would say it's it's yeah. all out there now. It's all on Hulu or the FX app, and uh, it's awesome. I really hope that it's a standalone series. I kind of hope it doesn't yeah. come back and yeah, try I don't to need like a season two. Uh, make some sort of second season out of it. I thought it was just a lovely contained story and an awesome bit of storytelling. Nick Offerman is unbelievably good He's in great. This, this show. I just can't get over the range that that man has. I mean, this is like one of the more powerful dramatic television performances in like the last five or six years. He's just unbelievably good. Um, yeah. And he's also hilarious. Too. Like well, that's what I'm saying. So his range is, is crazy. But uh Spanny watch, Spanny twenty twenty uh watch. She's yeah. in this episode and she doesn't have much to do. Um the seventh and penultimate episode is kind of her big showcase. She yeah, gets a I great, also, great scene. I watched that, that one. one last night too, and a fantastic uh, performance uh, from her. Perhaps the most vital and important scene in the, the entire series, I would I might say. It kind of yeah. lays out the philosophical conundrum at the heart of the entire thing. So. I'm really excited to see uh, Kaylee continue to work at, at this it's level, hopefully. That, that's such very cool. A 
great physical performance. Like her posture is that of a teenage boy, and it's it's pretty wild to watch her do yeah. that. Yeah, she was so. fantastic. If anybody knows how to reach out to Kaylee Spaney <laughs> uh, and get her on a Zoom call to uh, call yeah. into our dumb podcast and talk about food that uh, she used to love in Springfield, Missouri, before uh-huh. hitting it big in Hollywood, L.A. <laughs> uh, man, I, I, I would love to speak to her and get her opinions on a uh, crab rangoon. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood, comma L.A. That's that's uh-huh. how it's typically uh-huh. done, right? City, all of right, that's. That's been your episode of Spring Food Mo for this week. We should have a What You Eaten episode up on Friday for Tower wow. Club members only. We're going to wear our members only jackets, and so should you. The TCO. jackets are in the mail. Dan's in charge of that. Dan, did you get those jackets sent out? Uh-huh. The jackets are coming. Uh, gotta say, the quality of material, not great for uh, skin contact. So just <laughs> make sure to wear something between... Uh, the jacket and your uh, actual physical skin because you really do not want to touch yeah. any we, of it to your skin. We really shouldn't have used unprocessed wool as Mm-mm. the uh, material for the members-only jackets for the Tower Club, but uh, say la vie. Yeah, you only say la vie once, is what I always say. <laughs> I personally think that uh, the uh, bat wing patches for the elbows <laughs> were, were, were a bad move, but uh, you know it was early March whenever we put these into production, and uh, who could have known? <laughs> look we could do 10 more minutes and get over two hours <laughs> no <laughs> that's we? not I'm, I'm fine with the one that is two, uh, two hours it's fine okay well thanks everyone for listening it, it, it is wild that just the two of us gets an episode way longer <laughs> than when we have guests absolutely and, and uh, R.I.P. Bill Withers yep later dude Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media.